Hello, hello. So excited to share today's episode with you. If you can't tell, I am a huge fan and proponent of all things intuition, connecting to your inner wisdom. This coming from the girl who was so connected and lost and busy in my own mind chatter and worry and busy mind for many years, that once I realized the key to just unlocking my own intuition and what that was and how I could do it more, I am fascinated by it and so excited to share it more. So on today's podcast episode, I have Jill Fubister. She is a certified yoga teacher, Metatronia and Reiki master, and mom. Jill has been honing her intuition since the age of five. She decided to follow her soul's calling and now impacts women around the world through her podcast, signature program, and sold-out retreats. She helps her students increase their frequency so they can strengthen their intuition and manifest their goals and dreams faster. Learn easy-to-implement mindset shifts from her Intuitive Frequency podcast and dive deeper into spirituality and manifestation mastery in her signature program, Raise Your Vibration. I'm so excited to share this conversation with me and Jill. I will admit it was fun. We dipped into intuition and dreams, and it just felt like catching up with a good friend and a fellow mom. If you want to know how you can apply concepts of intuition, not only to your own life, but also how it can really help if you're a busy on-the-go mom of small humans, this episode is for you. Let's head in. Hey, taking a quick break here to tell you about something exciting that I am releasing here and now at the end of October 2023, if you're listening. I want to share that the doors are now open for the Mind Body Mastery membership with me, your embodiment coach, Maria Service. I am super excited. I have been wanting to share more, more about going beyond the mind, connecting back with your whole body self, and how to do that using mind body practices. I have found that to be key in my own journey of turning upside down my anxious worry brain, my go, 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 can't shut my mind off attitude and pace that I was living for many years. I learned how to hop off the hustle wheel as a type A perfectionist, and I am here to say you can do it too. I have also found that I can now chase and live out my wildest dreams, but not feeling so drained all the time. If you are excited to learn more, the doors are open through October 31st. So make sure you get in at founding member price. Head to mariaservice.com slash membership or see the show notes. So excited. Hope to see you in the membership. Hey, hey, welcome to the Unleash Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Maria Service. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. All right, I have Jill Fubister on the podcast today. Jill, I'm so excited and so glad you're here. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is so fun. (laughs) Yes, I love. So I actually started following Jill on Instagram and she is sharing all things about how to raise your vibration and intuition. And 
I'm super excited to chat about this topic today with you, Jill. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, let's let's dive in. If you got questions, I'm here. Let's have Absolutely. some fun. Absolutely. So do you mind if I start with, will you just share a little bit about yourself as far as what you do in your day-to-day um, and a little bit about you? Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. I'm I'm Jill and um, I'm an intuition coach. So I help my students increase their frequency so they can strengthen their intuition and manifest faster. I'm also the host of the intuitive frequency podcast, and I'm also a mom. And I got two little kids, a four-year-old little girl and a seven-year-old little boy that keep me on my toes and always going. (laughs) Yes, you are busy. I actually, I was following like your stories this summer and you like were able to just take time, just be with them this summer. That looked so fun. Oh yes. You know, I, I don't know what brought it on, but I go, you know what, this summer we're not doing summer camps and we're just going to be as present as possible and just go to the beach every day and go hiking and just play. And I think it was, I think it was hitting me that like Ella was going, my youngest, who's four, she's going into preschool and having her just always home with me. Those days were going to, those days were leaving. And I, it was hitting of like, Oh my goodness, we're not in that baby stage anymore. Where someone's well, don't get me wrong. She still hangs on, me, (laughs) you know, but that stage of someone just always on you, someone always in your arm, it was felt like it was disappearing. So I'm like, we're just going to soak up this summer. And there was a part of me of like, am I going to regret this decision? There were definitely some days that were long, but we had so much fun. And looking back, I'm so happy we did it. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And I can totally relate because I have a five-year-old and this year I sent him to kindergarten and it, it worked out that even though I did do some work and some coaching this summer, it was overall slower. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to have him home some more days. His daycare lady, you know, was off a few days anyway. So we just really relished like long weekends, you know, longer days where he was home. And like you said, not to say that some of those days didn't feel really long, (laughs) but like (laughs) sending him off to kindergarten this fall and like watching him, like, you know, go into class. I'm like, it it was like the end of an era. You know what I mean? Like this summer, I'm so glad that I had this little lull, you know, and we could just spend more time together because we're not going to get that back. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, kindergarten. <laughs> right. Small moments. Okay. Um. All right. So that's awesome. And I will link Jill's podcast in the show notes below. And Jill, I'm hoping we can just then dive in on intuition. I'm actually wondering if, honestly, I feel like there are a lot of definitions about what intuition is. Yeah. Um. Some of those might be like, misconceptions. And I think others is that like, we all just describe it differently, right? Like what we, so would you mind just sharing kind of your definition of intuition and a little bit about how you got into this? Like, how did you become? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Okay. So intuition is that knowing, you know, you know, but you don't know how you know that, you know, you know, like it's just that gut feeling. And a lot of people describe it as that gentle tug that gut feeling, just this knowing in the pit, right? Yes. And then we go, well, okay. So what is intuition? Intuition is that direct line from you to the divine mind, to the spirit realm. And it's how we're sensing energy around us because 
everything's energy. Yes. Your energy, I'm energy. The microphone we're speaking into, it's all energy. And it's um, how we are perceiving the energy around us. Perceiving. And the way I got into this was, um, well, how I got into, where do you, where would you like me to take this? Because we can go in many directions. <laughs> you know, and I think like, honestly, that's why I was excited to have you on because I'm like, when I say, how'd you get started in intuition? I know, and I've listened to your podcast. So Jill, I know like you've been in it since you were little, like it was just something yeah. that you grew up with. So do you mind sharing that? Because I think like I'm from the Midwest. We don't really talk about this year. <laughs> like intuition is still a little woo. And so like I got into it later in life. So yeah, if you don't mind starting from the beginning, like how it just started coming into your, I don't know, like realm of knowing even from a young age. Of course. Okay. So I was raised in a family. Um, my mom would wake up well, when we'd wake up every morning, we'd go to the breakfast table. My mom was always up first and she'd always say, what did you dream about? what do you dream about? And I have memories of being a three-year-old little girl and just being asked these questions. And that was so normal for me. And then as I grew up, I realized, you know, you go and hang out with friends or you go to college and you go, so what do you dream about? You know, with your first roommates and they're like, what? Who's she talking about? about? Uh, what do you want for breakfast or good morning? And so what my mom was doing at that very young age was she was keeping the intuitive door open. So she was, so dreams, if we talk about just the world of dreams, dreams is the easiest way to start getting access to um, your intuition, communicating with your guides, really exploring that whole realm. That is it's the easiest way because we all dream, all of us, every person dreams and yeah. everyone has access to intuition. It's not like Bob got it and I didn't everyone has it. So as a young girl, my mom kept that door open. That's so I felt so safe to explore dream time. And if yes, and don't get me wrong, I had dreams that were powerful as a little girl and I was scared and I would totally run down to my parents' room, jump in their bed and be like, I had a really intense dream. And my parents, like my mom was so good, was just walking me through, well, what happened and how did you feel? And then, well, how can we change it? And it was just being able to work through these inner conflicts that would be happening, whether it was my subconscious or whether I was astro traveling to somewhere. And so it kept that door open where I wanted to know more. That's tell me more. Amazing. Yeah. I, I definitely think, well, I, you're, you're going to have to come back. Cause we're going to have to do a deep dive into dreams. I'm yes. very like, <laughs> going into that is just because especially again growing up you know had dreams had scary dreams had weird things and it was always just like oh it's just a dream right like yes you're fine like that that was fake that was not real or that didn't mean anything so mm -hmm. I think for many of us like it's not uncommon where like we just shut down to dreams like I think for a while there you either you just a lot of people say like oh I don't remember them right like yes we kind of close that door. So I love how like, again, growing up, you already had that door kind of more open. And I guess I'm just curious, like, when did you start understanding? I, Cause I think this like leads to an action, actionable, you know, step or something for the audience. But um, like, when did you start tying then that connection that dreams were more than just I don't know, quote unquote, your imagination or like, no, so I know, not a big deal. I think I understand what you're saying. When did I know that my dreams were not just a dream? 
Yes. And and there was something going on. I felt it. And I will, um, there were certain things that would happen in my dream where loved ones had passed and then I would see them and they would come and visit me. And I would say that felt so real. Like they were really there. And I was like that there's no way, like, and I have chills even talk about that. There's no way that was just a dream. And then there were, there were other, um, Oh, there was one specific one that happened in junior high where, um, I realized like, there's so much more that we just don't even know that we don't know. And I was in junior high and I had a dream and I was being told to follow these wonderful, um, women. And I was like, okay, I'll come follow you on this hiking trail. And they took me on this hiking trail and I ended up somewhere and I just start crying. And it was this emotion of like, this is home. This is where I'm from. Wow. My whole body chills talking about this. And I just remember saying like, I know where I am. And I woke up going to my mom, like, I miss that place. And I want to go back and I've been there a million times, but I can't, I just don't even know how to say I've been there. Wow. And it was just this like feeling of it's not a dream. It, okay. So, because we have tons of different types of dreams. Yeah. We have the ones where our subconscious is just working through what we went through in the day, which is just processing like all of the stuff that we went through and filtering and then we have some, out or yeah, filtering and making sense of our whole day. Okay. And then when we have dreams where you're astro traveling and then you have other dreams where you're working through in your subconscious lessons and receiving messages. So there's a whole bunch of different types of dreams that were we can be having. Okay. But it was that dream that made me go, I went somewhere and I can't shake it. Like it just keeps pulling me. Like I want to go back there. And I've only ever been back twice in my dreams that I can remember. And I'm sure I've been many, many more times, but that I can consciously recall and remember. Yeah. So like, I'm hearing like dreams were a big part of you, like really starting to learn how to, and just awareness of accessing your intuition. Yeah. And it was normal. It was like normalized in your family, right? Like it wasn't totally shut down. It it was just a normal experience. Absolutely normal. And it was so safe. And it was just something we all just did. It was just like a, and, and also even still to this day, if I have a dream and I can't figure it out of like, I know there's a message in here. I've got a blind spot and I can't figure it out. We have a family group chat and we're all talking, well, here's what I think. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I I was literally just thinking that I woke up and I had two weird dreams. Right. And I'm like trying to figure out like, where, what was that? What was that coming from? And then I like look over and ask my husband, Oh, did you have any dreams last night? No, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I love it. So just early on, that's it. I have, I do have a question and it kind of came up outside of what I was going to ask, but would you describe intuition, not only just this access to our inner knowing, our wise self, but when we say the word intuition, does that also include when we're picking up these intuitive messages from spirit world, from our guides, from angels, however people describe that? Is, does intuition mean both? Yeah. I mean, the way I say is like, the way I see intuition is like, yes, what are, what are you feeling? What are you perceiving like receiving now perceiving is going to be different than intuition. Um, uh, Your perception is going to be you from a 30,360 degree view. That's seeing the big, big, big picture. Okay. Intuition is how are we sensing the energy around us? Okay. And 
And we, um, so yes, if, if you, okay, see it, like it's a direct phone call, like a line, like you've got your telephone line and you're receiving messages from an angel. It's coming in through intuition. Okay. So that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Different lines can still come different lines and they're coming in. Yeah. It's like, you're, um, like phoning a friend. (laughs) Like you're just calling it that, like it's a the line. Love it. And yeah. I'm a visual person. So I like, like when we have these analogies, it's like how my brain makes sense of things. So that's very helpful to have that visual of, okay, yeah. Phoning a friend, which yeah. line are we accessing or, and of course, you know, you can all, you can also see where like, that's where our egos get tripped up, right? Like our ego wants to understand, like, well, tell me the protocol well, and the process and well, right. Like it gets hung up on. It does. And it, you know, it gets tricky as well because the spirit realm is not in a 3d box yet yeah. we are and not as in like we're in 3d matter and the ego to null the brain energy mind wants to put things in a 3d box and wants to put a lot of structure to it in ways to explain it and it is very hard to put something that's not in a 3d box in a 3d box to make sense yes um yeah, that makes sense. No, and I think that's like such a, just a good reminder for people that it's okay if you can't wrap your head around it, like try as it might, it will try, but like, yeah. right. We, we just, it's hard to fully describe, but that's why I love having you on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so then I'm curious in a little pun, like, did you follow your intuition to know that you wanted to be an intuitive coach or how I did that happen? That. So yes and no. I knew in the seventh grade that I wanted to teach, um, how to communicate with your guides and, and spirituality. I knew that how old are we in the seventh grade? I actually cannot remember. No, I can't. Um, yeah. I right. Know. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm 13, I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. I'm sure it's like, like but it was the seventh grade words to figure that yeah. out. <laughs> um, but I never shared that. And it was something I just knew inside, but there was a part of me in this voice that always say, well, that's not a real job. And if, when you apply for college, there isn't anything on the checkbox of majoring in that. Right. And so I always felt like that was never an option. And when I did talk, oh, and the other thing is when we were raised, my mom had always said, but don't talk to anybody about this. Just keep it it to us. Just keep it to us. It's just our family thing. Gotcha. So I never really spoke too much about it. And then when I would, I felt like I didn't feel connected to people like friends and I, they would just get glossy eyed and, or they weren't interested. Yeah. And I just kind of felt very alone. And so I actually felt very alone through high school, junior high and high school with it when I was really having powerful dreams. And I would see friends wanting to um, go off to college and be like, I'm going to major in this, in this. And they were so excited. And I had felt so split and I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll just major in this because that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. And so obviously I went off to, um, which is what was so interesting. I went off to uh, college and majored in theater, but it's not what I wanted. Interesting. And um, I went off to theater and after class, I'd find myself in the bookstores just reading about, which at the time it was just new age and self-help. Yeah. Um, I think they've changed it now to like self-development, which (laughs) sounds a lot nicer. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> always felt weird as like junior high, high school, college student in like the self-help section. Um, <laughs> it's like, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. 
and um, yes, yeah, so, so then it wasn't until uh, then I just, it was kind of like my, when I went off to be uh, become a Reiki master, even oh. going through being a Reiki master, a Metatronia master, yoga teacher, I felt like yoga was accepted. Yes. But the others were not. Yes. And so I was like, well, then what I'm going to do is um, do healings on people through my yoga. That's amazing. And I'm going to do that. And then I started working with uh, children as well. And I started doing kids yoga too. And with kids yoga, I was teaching them, like I could teach them how to keep the door open for them and see and recognize the rainbow that's inside them. Yes. So I started doing that. The parents loved it. Um, and so it was just like, everything was accepted in the yoga world. Yes. But then I, then when I became a mom, it was such another interesting process because I just felt the split even within motherhood of like, there are people who believed in mommy, like in being an intuitive mommy yeah. of just knowing that connection with your child. And then others are like, no, I read the book. This is what the book said. And I just felt like, why can't we just take both and try and live in harmony with both of them? And then that's when I dove into, I need to figure out this other voice that's going on. That is the self-doubt and which is the inner critic, the tunnel, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Um, the ego. And then I started working with a shaman in 2018 and it was in 2021 where the dreams got so intense. Um, and like it actually got painful, not being able to put the information out there about raise your vibration. Yeah. You were like and right there. It's right there. I just got to like, shoot. I just, and with my brother who has business by design, it was like, wait a minute. And seeing other people who had businesses that weren't your typical businesses made me go, maybe this is something you can do. And I felt like it, having BBD actually made it possible that I can go after what's not a typical, you know, ABC yes. type job yes. that you think. It opens up so, so many doors. Yes. Cause I'm also in the BBD program and I felt like finally kind of like accepted in a community where we can have these non-traditional yes. businesses that also don't have to consume our lives. Right. Like, cause being a mom of young kids, like, yeah, I, right. We, I'm not in a position where I want to be working eight to eight at some office running. Exactly. And yeah. And, and right. And it allows us to like really share like about things that we're passionate about. So it sounds like that was like just the perfect storm for you where you were like the nudge became so strong. And then with BBD, it's like, okay, now I have the tools. Like I, it's yes. go out. And yeah. And I was just like, we'll just see what happens. And if not, everything's okay. Because I'm just, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. And that's literally how I've done my entire journey of just one step. Okay. What's the next step? Guide me with the next step. Okay. This information came in. Let's put some structure to it because I'm mixing in again, the masculine and the feminine because intuition is very feminine energy. And then we have to be able to have something masculine to bring that into a container. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that Jill. And I can truly so relate to the part about just feeling like when we're younger, you feel like you have to like, I don't know, choose a career path that makes sense. Makes it, sense. You know, it doesn't make sense to just become a coach of something, you know what I mean? Right out. Like people look at you like you're crazy. So, I mean, it's why I originally, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. So I thought I was going to be an eye doctor for a while. And I was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> you know? And then, um, I ended up choosing occupational therapy school and did like a couple years practicing. And I'm like, again, this is not what I'm 
meant to do, but it is so, I feel like ingrained or it was, you know, this was like also back in the nineties or whenever. Right. But when I just feel like it was so ingrained of this traditional, well, you gotta go to school, get your degree and get a good job. Yes. Get a good job. And then stay there for 40 years. Like my parents were in jobs where they were in like healthcare and construction for 40 years, same company, you're loyal, stable, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just very different. (laughs) Yes. Totally. <laughs> so I love, thank you for sharing that like roundabout way of again, thinking, okay, well I'll start here. Didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And then also yeah. I, I can relate to that part where you said, you know, it's like kind of when you start your own healing journey, you do more of that deeper dive, you face the inner critic, you look yes. at where is this all coming from? And then as you start to like heal and just feel more empowered, you know, right. It seems like then the universe is like, okay, okay little bird let's fly yes let's put this out right ring let's start going yes that's awesome totally that's (laughs) awesome so I'm excited can you share a little bit about um your current offering and your current program um that you're currently doing yeah okay so my signature program is raise your vibration it's an eight week long live program so I'm your guide and we do this journey together live and um, I absolutely love teaching it because, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, Hey, I want to really strengthen my intuition. And I go, that is awesome. Um, then can you, can you give me any tips? And I'm like, okay, so that's like going to Disneyland as a first timer, you've got your map and you're on main street USA. And you're like, okay, where do I go first? What are the rights to do? What are the foods to eat foods to avoid? Do I need ears? Is this like, am I, am I in budget out budget? And I sit here going, okay, see me as your Disney VIP guide, but for your spirituality. And I'm going to take you through on this journey. And we're going to start with the mind because we got to understand the ego. And so each week we're, I'm guiding you on this journey of inner work so we can increase your frequency, which is raising your vibration, moving up the emotional scale, calling more light back into your body. Because the more you do that, the more you remember who you are. Yeah. The more you remember who you are, you are returning to who you are on a soul level. You're calling back your personal power. And why that matters is the more personal power you have, the more you can access even more your intuition and we create our reality with our personal power. So you want to manifest whatever you want. You got to call your personal power back in. So strengthening your intuition, manifesting faster. We got to work with your frequency and that's what this whole journey is. And it really is a, it's a net it's though it's a journey and it's eight weeks. It's never truly ending just like the inner works never ending because there's always opportunities of how can I learn more about myself how can I dive deeper and that's what I love about this work because it's not and there is no end destination yes you get better better stronger stronger and you become a stronger spiritual warrior but there's always more to discover and learn and even myself like I'm here and I'll always be learning more and more until it's my time to cross and that's just the way I see it I love that. I love that. So like with that Disney analogy, it's like if someone wants to truly be guided on a VIP tour through the Disney of their spirituality, this program, it sounds like meets people where they're at and Mm -hmm. gets them, gets you started, gets you started. Gets you started. Yeah. That Like, again, we have a lifetime 
to continue to explore and dive deeper and all of that. Yeah, exactly. I love, <laughs> I love, love, love that. And again, like I, I'm just, I, intuition again, for me, it was something that felt woo at first. I had to have the initial information come from a fellow holistic occupational therapist, because again, mm-hmm. my mind was like, well, it's got to be legit, right? Like yeah. I had this barrier up. So anyway, started dabbling in it, you know, probably eight years ago and have come so far, but I always tell people like, don't take eight years to get there. Like if you want to do it in eight weeks, <laughs> fast track it with a program, right? Like do something. Yes. Yes. Um, so thank you for sharing. And I will also link that information down um, and share a little bit more about that just on my stories as well. But um, I wanted to ask, can you share how does raising your vibration, how does accessing your intuition help you as a mom in day to day as just a busy on the go person? Like, cause I think people separate that like, oh, I'm this spiritual intuitive person over here when I'm on the calls with Jill, when I'm, you know, doing this. Oh, but then over here I'm mom. And like, I got to do this. How do you integrate the two? Well, I love, love that question. Um, And I want to start here. Everything is connected. And the more I have dived, like I've dove deeper and deeper into spirituality and discovering these tools, I've realized it's all connected, everything. And so I want to ask you a question, like when you go and sit in meditation, what, what is meditation? We sit, most people get, and I'm going to assume you're going to get an image if I say the word meditation, meditation, what's the image that comes to your mind? I feel like people always picture yes. cross-legged looking like Buddha yes. on a yoga mat somewhere. Really right. Close. Yes. Okay. And yes, that is one of the best ways that we can learn what meditation is, but meditation isn't something we do. Meditation is a state of being, and it's being the observer, being present. And that is what we're doing when you incorporate all your spirituality tools and work into your everyday, every single thing that you're doing. You're not on autopilot. You're not going, 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 going. Don't get me wrong. Us moms, we're (laughs) running around. I sometimes feel like all I'm doing is being in a car, chauffeuring my children around. I get it. But how can we just slow down, step back, be more present and be in that meditative state while there is the chaos of got to drive over here, got to pick you here. And it's all about turning off autopilot and becoming the observer. We do that. You begin to not look at the world and you begin to see, you begin to see the unseen. You see so much more. You start to perceive you have a stronger connection with your kids. Your children even feel that. And if we think about our kids, they're in the present moment. That's what's so beautiful about children and the lessons that they're teaching us. If you remember when we had them as little babies and the time was just so slow, well, yes, having babies <laughs> it goes by very fast, but that <laughs> moment, those moments just feel so long, right? Like the slow, you just slow down oh. and children, their imaginations, they're in the present moment. That's how they're able to access all that. And if you want to look at the best manifestors, it's children. It's, oh. 
I mean, they're, they're just teaching us and I'm over here like soaking it up. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. When you mentioned too, like how kids are just so in the present moment. I think it's interesting that as parents, sometimes we like our kids maybe do something like that. We're not happy with, and we're having like a moment, like a a lesson or, Hey, we can do. Mm -hmm. And they're already like moved on. They're already moved on to this moment. And it's funny because I think sometimes as adults, we're trying to like make them grow up so fast. It's like, well, buddy, we got to sit down and we got to really process this and we got to do all. And he's like, you know, mom, I got it. I got, you know, I shouldn't have taken XYZ toy from my friend, whatever it is. Like, and he, and he's ready to move on. He's to the next present moment. And I've also seen where like, you know, now that I've been able to, you know, use more of my own mind body practices, I'm more connected to my spirituality and intuition. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I just have more capacity to just spend time with him and to like teach him and also have him teach me. Right? I feel like it's been such a back and forth, right. That we're totally. teaching each other. But I a hundred percent agree with what you said is that it's not about I'm this over here. And then I'm this when I'm at home with my kids, it's about how do we like truly integrate those two, because we're yeah. going to show up as, you know, I hate to say better parents, but just more present, more present yeah. parents, more present and just there and they're going to love it too. Because yeah. I mean, um, if, if I'm in a state of go, 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 the kids are picking up on that energy. I may not be saying we got to go, we got to go but they will feel that anxiousness of being on autopilot of just moving through. And then they reflect. And especially when you have um, little, little, little ones, because they are literally just mirroring, uh, mirroring us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And almost like one of the best ways I know, I do know that it is getting more prevalent now in schools or things that they're trying to be more mindful of emotional regulation and those types of things in kids. Right. And we can Mm -hmm. teach and teach, but one of the best ways as parents that we can support our kids is by modeling it, right? Like by demonstrating us self-regulating us using and accessing tools and practices. Totally. Yeah. You know, I love you say that because I was actually thinking about it recently and I can have all these beautiful conversations with my kids, which I do. I have these conversations with them, but they won't remember as much of what I'm saying as what I am doing and who I'm being Yes, because that sticks with them more. That's what I've been observing. And so if I do have a moment of just being a mom of like, oh my gosh, you know, um, the mess the mess toys everywhere. I just <laughs> stepped on your Legos. Ouch, ouch, ouch. You know, <laughs> of course, like, um, in those moments, cause that's just motherhood. That's life, you know, coming back and then demonstrating, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I stepped on your Lego and broke that because that really hurt. I didn't see it. But then, you know, like having that action and that compassion of just like bringing it back to who you're being. Yes. Yes. And, and oddly, I honestly think from years ago, I think we, I think parents thought it was the opposite, you know, like kind of like do what I say, not what I do. And I think they assumed, oh, they're just, you know, they'll hear what I'm telling them, be good, be this, be that. And then again, like, I think parents of before were just busier and go, go, go and work, 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 work. And ironically, mm-hmm. we, then we picked up those messages, right? Like I was a really good worker bee for a very long time not having any idea of how to use self-care, resilience, mind, you know, spirituality, any of that. So I, it's like, it's actually the opposite. It's more about what you're doing and modeling. And so taking the time to invest in yourself and do some of these things 
is so, so rewarding. And so, you know, good for the whole family. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, we, we leave the conversations open and just like, if they want to explore it, they can explore it. If they don't, that's okay. Cause I, with children, they're just there. You just got to let them be, let them be them Yeah, and find it and find their way too. It's, I just love being a parent. It's such a fun journey. Exhausting. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think acknowledging both though. Right. I think it's like, yeah. you can be intuitive. You can have all the tools. That does not mean that parenthood is going to be a walk. Perfect. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. No, because it is, it's parenthood is, you know, it's still a journey. It's still an, it's an experience and we, we learn through experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I just think like, why would we not want access to, I sometimes call it like my inner Yoda. Cause one time way yes. back when, when I was trying to access intuition, that was like an, like, oh, it's like your inner Yoda. But anyway, like, why would you not want to access your inner Yoda? If you know, you're going on this journey, right. Of parenting. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much. And again, I, I truly would love to dive deeper into some topics, like, especially with dreams that fascinates me. Um, but I'm wondering any other key takeaways that you just want to share with the audience who's hearing and learning about intuition and also just how we can connect and find you. Yeah, um, of course. So if you're just starting to hone in on your intuition, just lean in be open with no expectations. If you start putting an expectation on yourself, you're going to create noise. And that noise is going to be the ego mind, the inner critic, and it's going to be the human part of you. It's normal, but it's going to get loud. So don't have expectations. Just continue to bring yourself into the present moment and being where and trust, trust whatever comes in and lean in and know that it is safe and okay to trust yourself. Yes. And come hang out with me on uh, Jill underscore Fubister over on Instagram. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And I will just, I will have Jill's information below in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank (laughs) you so much for being here. This was so good. I love doing the deep dives. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jill. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're here and that you found this podcast. I hope you found the content and information helpful. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave me a review and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Have an awesome day, my friend.